This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a little What's Going On, where we check in usually with the other shows on The Zone Sports Network. It's brought to you today by Davis Vision. We've got their spring LASIK sale going on now. Uh, Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today. 801-253-3080. That's 801-253-3080 at Davis Vision. Uh, for uh, what's going on today, Gordon, we thought we'd uh, we'd go back over what uh, Coach Snyder had to say. We took uh, the interview live, his media availability, uh, early, early in the show, and we thought we'd plug it here into drive time and let uh, let our listeners here in the 5 o'clock hour hear what Coach had to say. Yeah, worthwhile. Donovan, also, we will replay his comments. We'll do that coming up at the top of the 6 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. Cause That's really good. Donovan certainly made some waves. And uh, Coach Snyder, though, uh, talked obviously a lot about Donovan, but about the game last night and uh, the series going forward. Let's give it a listen. Hey, Coach. Um, what Donovan. went into um, what went into the decision to uh, make Donovan available for, for game two on Wednesday, and, and how do you guys expect it to affect, affect you guys on the floor? Well, you know, I, I think I addressed the process yesterday, but, you know, it, Donovan always wants to, to be on the floor. He's competitive, and that's something that, you know, he, he's looking forward to. Um, to the extent, you know, the process of, you know, assessing and ascertaining that uh, ultimate result, you know, is, is again, ongoing. And um, as you know, um, and I think everybody's excited, um, that Donovan will be back. Uh, next up, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, just with the various reports about, you know, Donovan being upset about, you know, being held out of game one, which, you know, you kind of alluded to with him being as competitive as he is. Did that require any kind of, you know, meeting today, any kind of getting together between Donovan and you and the training staff and or, or management or anything like that? Or, or was it just, he was available for practice and deemed ready to go and everything's kind of settled. Well, I think after the way we played last night, um, you know, we, we always meet, um, watch film guys are in the gym, you know, we're moving forward to, you know, what we have to do. And, you know, the, it, it's something that that's whatever adversity a team goes through. Um, in, in this case, you know, if you want to characterize it as that, um, I think one of the things our players, Donovan especially, has been able to do throughout the course of the year um, is to use that to kind of um, further galvanize and further focus. And that's where our focus is. Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Quinn, I know sometimes you don't like to talk about the games until you get a chance to go back and look at it. What did you see uh, on your second viewing and, and what was different? Well, I think... Some of the things that I've mentioned, even, you know, going into the series as being important for us, you know, we didn't execute um, on the level that we need to. Uh, I think on the offensive end, we got we got stagnant. Um, You know, when the ball stops moving, 
you know, they become an even better defensive team because of their length. You know, you saw some of the plays that Kyle Anderson made, um, you know, really all their guys, um, their physicality and um, that that impacted us in our ability to, to take care of the ball. So, again, I, I think those especially the live ball turnovers and we had some some plays, some uh, possessions where, you know, we didn't turn it over. Um, but we weren't able to get good shots. You know, I think Mike had to take a really couple really tough shots at the end of the clock. And I'll, although those aren't turnovers, um, they give, you know, your opponent um, a, a chance to run and put pressure on us in transition. So um, the defensive end, again, it, one of the keys for us has been all year and it continues to be. And it's something that, that we really have to focus on is to defensive rebound. And particularly when Rudy's, you know, tied up with Valanciunas um, in that matchup. You know, we've got to have other guys that are even more determined on the boards. And I thought that's an area we can do better. And then, you know, j just general things, whether it's, you know, defending John pick and roll, which I mentioned is, you know, is not not easy. Um, but there's a lot of things that, that we need to do a better job of some some small breakdowns where we go under when we want to go over on a screen. Um, we're not shifted enough on the weak side. And there's too much room in the paint. So a lot of little things that, that I think are execution oriented. Um, and then, then some other things that, you know, are broader reaching where you don't point um, to one possession where it's more of a general thing that I think our whole team has to focus on. So we, we can't have breakdowns if, you know, you know, five guys each have one breakdown, that's five breakdowns. And that really starts to, to impact the game negatively, particularly in a playoff game. Um, I, I think Memphis too, that, they came out uh, really focused. I think the games that they had played and the competitiveness of you know, those two previous games was something that was fresh on their minds. Um, you know, I think we have to raise our level in that sense. Drew Hill, the Daily Memphian. Quinn, Memphis, as mentioned, uh, they kind of like to muck things up, I guess, uh, in terms of, you know, the talk and the physicality of the game. Um, you guys sort of stay out of those situations um, when playing against them so you don't give them any fuel? Well, I think, you know, you need to use that. Um, and to the extent that those plays create distractions, um, you know, whether it's a technical foul, you know, there was one quarter at the end of the quarter where we weren't sharp and it cost us, you know, a three-point play and, and, and then it's he. So th those types of momentum plays, I think there's a fine line um, you know, between being emotional, um, locked in, um, you know, just being gritty um, and then not being focused. And so in those situations, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever the play may be, um, I think you have to have more mental focus and put your energy where it can matter. Um, and then more determination during, during those situations as well. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. At this point, who's overseeing Donovan's recovery? Is it the team staff? Is it Donovan's staff? And, and has that changed over the last month? Well, you know, I think there's a collaboration in that regard. And, you know, to the extent, Andy, that, you know, I've continued to maintain, you know, as far as the details of all those things go, I'm not, um, I'm thinking about coaching the team. And, you know, those things are happening throughout the organization. And again, with, you know, the overarching phil philosophy that, you know, we want to do the best thing for the player. And, you know, however, those those things come to, 
um, the results come to pass. You know, those are details I think that um, are not things that I'm involved or pri privy to in many instances. So um, my focus is, is the team. And to the degree, there are certain things that, you know, you just, you move forward. And, that, and that's, I, I think where we are right now, it's, you know, if you watch Ted Lasso, Andy, but sometimes, you know, your favorite, what your favorite animal is a goldfish because it has a memory of 10 seconds. And that's where we need to be. We need to be moving forward and thinking about game two. All right. Last you watch Ted Lasso, Andy? Of course I have. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> Should be required watching for coaches. <laughs> All right. We have one last question from Thurl Bailey, Jazz TV. Hey, coach. Hey, obviously, um, you know, it, you guys aren't as great defensively when Rudy's not in the game and he got in foul trouble last night. I thought Derek Favors came in and did a, did a stellar job. But how do you address the, the mid-range game of teams who aren't necessarily great three-point teams, but even throughout the course of the regular season, you guys maybe struggled a little bit with teams who are very good at that mid-range making either Rudy or whoever was on the ball, uh, guarding the ball initially. How do you address that as you go through the series in the mid-range? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, Thurl. You know, I think that there's some, you know, just like if, you know, when we, when we, I don't know what we went last night, you know, we shot, we didn't make our threes, right? So um, some of it's a make or miss situation. Um, we had, you know, the top defense in the league um, by cleaning the glass. We had the second or third best defense in the league by NBA.com. So the, the, we, we did some things right as far as impacting shot distribution. Um, I think the thing that's important about the mid range is, you know, we call them warm up shots. You know, if you're giving up warm up shots, you know, the percentages on those shots um, go way up. Um, if they're contested um, and they're impacted uh, and they're not as deep, for example, Morant got, you know, he got whether it was, there's a fine line between, you know, long twos, you know, and being at the rim, particularly a team that, um, that is so good at shooting, you know, floaters. Um, so th there's things tactically that, you know, we, we need to do. And, and we've, you know, we've gone through that before, but there's, there's most of the games we've had. Um, I choose to, to not say we're giving up mid range shots is, you know, we're forcing certain shots um, that, that we're, we're better at guarding those shots um, than we are, you know, other shots. We're the, the, so again, they're not things you necessarily want to give up, but to your point, you know, it, some of it's like, we're not going to stop shooting threes because we miss threes. Um, we're not going to stop, you know, I'd rather have a mid range shot than Valanciunas dunking the ball. And, right. but the aftermath of those, I, I think giving up, you know, offensive rebounds in those situations because we're not, you know, quite as alert. So I would say, that there are some subtle adjustments that we need to make. Um, I don't need to get into the details of that right now, obviously, um, but it's not something you're unaware of, but I, I think what you need to do is impact, um, impact those shots. So they're not warm up shots. Um, and then if, you know, hopefully they don't, don't make as many of them, um, you know, that, that, that's what impacts the game. So you don't want to necessarily give anything up. Um, you want to make everything hard. Um, and then when those shots are created, we want to do a better job of contesting them, 
making them difficult, making them, you know, take them a little further out um, and not allow them as much freedom of movement, um, you know, in that area on the court. But, you know, part of it, Morant, you know, he can get a lot of places on the floor and mm-hmm. that's five guys, you know, and we, we can't, you know, guard him um, with one guy. He, he's too quick. And in Brooks's case, that's, that's his game. You know, he can get to that spot and, and that's the shot he wants and he's making that shot. So um, we don't want to give him that shot. So some of it depends on, on personnel and, you know, we don't want to give up Bain's threes. You know, if Bain's shooting a mid-range shot, you know, I think we can look at all the numbers and say that's, um, that's a preferred shot for us, even if he does make it. So all that stuff, I think, gets um, more into personnel and understanding what certain players on the floor want to do and are really good at doing. So every game's uh, a little bit different, you know, every opponent, I should say. And, you know, we're aware um, of how important that shot is for us to defend and contest. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, we don't want Rudy guarding, you know, Morant out on the top of the key, you know. So um, there's a give and take there. And we just need to do a better job, I think, defensively in a lot of areas. And that help hopefully will impact that. If we go, you know, over on a screen when we should go under, we go under on a screen, we should go over, you know, that's when you end up with those shots being, you know, too easy and warm up shots. And there's a comfort, there's a comfort level in taking those shots. Thanks coach. All right, there you go. That's jazz head coach Quinn Snyder gave an interesting answer to Thurl's question uh, about the, the mid range game, which was an issue um, certainly last night, um, Gordon, but like, like Coach Schneider said, he'd rather have him taking those shots than uh, Valanciunas dunk. And I don't think, um, and, and maybe, hey, maybe Dylan Brooks proves me wrong, and, uh, and we'll see. But I don't see him having another game like that this series. That was pretty uh, extreme. Although he has been, he played pretty well against uh, the Warriors. He's a he's a good player, yeah. but last night here and I I should uh, let me see let me get his line I've got it right here his line he had thirty one points but I want to see what he he was shooting uh, thirteen of twenty six yeah. for thirty one points two of five from three so it's not like he was taking threes he was taking all those mid range uh, prayer shots that I just don't see going down consistently. But at what point do you uh, and obviously it's a Jazz's strategy to try and stop around-the-rim shots and three-pointers because those are the very shots that the Jazz try to create for themselves. But if if a, an opponent is making shot after shot after shot, at some point it's going to hurt you in a big way, and that certainly happened last night. Yet if the Jazz made their shots, or at least their average from three, I mean— you know, it's it's a little bit of a different story. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I just don't know if the Jazz are going to fundamentally alter the way they play defense just because Dylan Brooks made some prayers. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You know what, what if he, he does it again? <laughs> he, he shot 42% from the field this year, 34.4% from three. Mm-hmm. So maybe you do want him to shoot the three. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, he only took five. It sounds funny to say only five, but mm-hmm. for a guy that took twenty six shots, who's a guard, you would guess that he would take more than five threes. When he was playing in the Pac twelve, did you think he was going to be as good as he is as a pro? Not really. The only thing I really remember about him is that notorious flop against the Utes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Remind me. Up until well, 
I mean, up until maybe Rudy's flop last night <laughs> when he had fouled out of the game. It might have been the worst flop I've ever seen. Dylan Brooks basically, I don't know how to describe it. The Ute player doesn't even touch him yet. He leaps backwards. <laughs> Am I describing that right, Austin? He, like he He leaps backwards. Then makes a quarter turn and oh. flops on his side like a fish. Okay, I remember it now. Here, here, I, I think it was against Brandon Taylor, if I'm here, not I've mistaken. I've got it for you here, Gordon. Well, let's Cause, see Because you've always yeah. Googled, we know. Uh-huh. What, what just happened? Oh, this oh is there's an, an ad. ad. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, okay, there it is. Oh. <laughs> see, look. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's basically See, what I remember him I for. hate that stuff. I didn't like what Rudy did last night, and I, I, I hate that kind of stuff. And I know you know, the people say, oh, well, you got to do what you can. You know, no, you don't. That's cheating. And I don't like cheaters. Unless their name is Tom Brady. No, even then. You love, you you love Tom. No, I don't. I, I, well, I, I think he's a heck of a quarterback. Even but though he cheats. He only had a little bit of a competitive edge, he said. And he actually broke a rule. I mean, I, I guess flopping is technically against the rules, but... It's cheap. And letting oh, the air out of the ball? He let a teeny bit of air out of the ball. I I don't think that's... Broke a hard and fast rule, though. <laughs> In fact, it's, it's like a very mathematic rule. Like, there is a very, like, defined line. See, I think I would like a, 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 the ball to have a little air out of it, too. I mean, if I were a quarterback. Why do you have to say but it like better, that? Better, gri- better, better grip. I'd like a little air out of the ball, too. Do you see LeBron hurt himself <laughs> flopping against Phoenix? <laughs> yes. <laughs> against Is it wrong to say good? Is that the one when he was rolling around on the floor yeah. like he was, like, you think? Uh-huh. Where I, I just, he I, landed I, on his shoulder or I whatever, just don't allegedly. Get it. I don't get a player who's that good uh, doing that. Acting like someone clubbed him with a bowling yeah, pin? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Boy, that would hurt. All I can, all I can my, my only theory is, is it's about the attention. I, maybe it's because, did you see that face he was making during that game too? Yeah. It was almost like a posed face. I think he understands that the cameras are almost always on him. I think so too. And I, I think he lives his life that way. He lives his life as though there's a TV camera sticking right in his face. And so it, 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 it's, it's 24-7. It never ends. And the thing is that you get the impression that he's, he's a good dude in some ways, you know, and he's obviously one of the best players ever. I, I, I just It seems unnecessary. I, it was kind of a thing, though, when he came into the league. Do you remember Darren Williams used to do it a lot? Where he'd you know stay down and roll around on the ground for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade had sprained his ankle and got taken off the floor in a in a wheelchair. You remember that? Yeah, but if a guy's legitimately hurt, then I understand it. But because you know, I mean, I've talked to enough athletes through the years when they get hurt, there's almost you know because their bodies they view themselves as being invincible, and when they get hurt, it's like all of a sudden, whoa. It's shocking to them. But LeBron seems a little extra mixed in. I, I, I don't I think it diminishes his greatness. Oh yeah, it was it was in his ankle for Dwayne Wade. I just Googled it. It was uh, back in February of two thousand seven. 
He he got in a, a wheelchair for a shoulder injury. For a shoulder injury. For a shoulder injury. Well, I know, but those shoulders can really hurt you. Have you ever tried to walk on a hurt shoulder? <laughs> I'd like to see you try it, Jake Scott. You're so judgy. I, no, but it was a thing where it's just this. I I I agree with you. I think it's about the 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 television camera, the narrative, the story of the you know, like it comes back to LeBron's quote the other night. I was seeing three baskets. I mean, it's just so yeah. Well, that that's that way. When when uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It, it depends because if an injury is really severe and a shoulder injury, anybody that's ever fallen and really busted themselves up a little bit, you, you, every step hurts. So I, I can get why somebody what are you might. Doing? You're defending somebody who got a wheelchair for a. And I know Dwayne Wade's popular around here these days, but I'm more Gordon, saying you it was flew a, off the mountain on an e-bike at like 80 miles an hour and never called for a wheelchair. Uh, what do you mean? I was knocked out and I got picked up by an ambulance. But it wasn't a wheelchair. It was no, a gurney. Uh, yeah, I got carried into the hospital. I wasn't in a wheelchair. But Dwayne Wade bumped shoulders with a fella and. <laughs> Do you remember that about Darren Williams, Austin? How long he'd he'd stay down and roll on the ground? I mean, it, it was maybe it was that generation of player where that was the thing to do. I don't know. You know, we haven't even mentioned Phil Mickelson today. I know it's been Who? nice. What we didn't he, even mention Paul Pierce pooping his pants. What he accomplished yesterday was fantastic. Well, why are you bringing it up now? We've we've got to get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend Matt from the Lone Depot. Hi, Matt. You have a a thought on Phil Mickelson? Uh, It was pretty amazing. You know, 50, oldest to uh, to win a major. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I do too. What's the matter with you over there, Jake? It's great. It's it's terrific. Oh, I'm not that old. I don't know why when Matt's on hold and it's already five thirty, you're like, hey, why why haven't we talked about Phil Mickelson? No, you know, but I but I I think the more important. So I was thinking about this. I think Rudy had a pretty good uh, little flop yesterday in yesterday's game. Yeah, yeah, that's what led into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I, Gordon, have you ever flopped before in, uh, not, uh, in not, your athletic event? Not, uh, not in my that I remember, because I hate it so much. I just, I don't like faking. If you're hurt, you're hurt. Okay, and I get that. I appreciate that, and you need help. I get it, but don't be flopping. I mean, that's uh, that's just bad form, in my opinion. Well, guys, I wanted to I wanted to open up. Uh, really this segment and the next one two questions that the two of you might have as we've kind of talked about reverse mortgages and and some things that you've kind of been talking about off air and you know what are some things that uh, you know you've been thinking about I have a question for Jake you know if you live in a multi-million dollar home like he does uh, which I don't should, should he be thinking about such a thing well, it depends. You know, if, if if Jake has that type of money and uh, you know has something comparable to to what you may have, Gordon, um, you know, it, it could be something that he could look at doing. Because if you think about it, Jake, if you've got a multi-million dollar home and you've got money that is uh, that you've invested in it, right? If you've paid down your mortgage, and uh, is that money doing anything for you? Uh, no, I suppose not. So it's just sitting there. It's just it's earning zero percent interest. It's just it's there. The asset is is there, and really, it's the market that is defining what your home is worth, right? So, with the reverse mortgage program, and there's many ways to take money out of a house, but 
the ability to, to access a, a, a very nice and healthy line of credit, if you have that type of a home, is, uh, can be very appealing. And again, it's like a nice uh, fund that, you know, if you're, you know, doing well like Jake is and you're a multimillionaire and, uh, you know, you, you've got some money available to you, this is another avenue. It's another bucket for your retirement. Okay, there you go. Make it work for you, right? There you go, Jake. So, so if maybe somebody's in that circumstance and it's actually real, uh, what can they do to learn more? <laughs> you know, so we talked about we're, we're going to be doing a, a, an informational luncheon uh, on the 16th of June. I know it's out of waste. We're going to be able to, to hit and remind everybody one more time before we get there. But um, if you have any questions about this program uh, between now and then, um, feel free to reach out to me. My cell phone is 801-330-2200. Again, 801-330-2200. Or you can go to my website, reversehourhome.com. But there are two questions that I get asked most commonly. And, and the first one is, and this sounds too good to be true, Matt. What's, what's the catch in this whole thing? The second is, why isn't everybody doing this? And, and the reason is, People don't know about the program. And so that's what I'm passionate about as far as educating, you know, as many people as would like to learn about how this program can really, um, you know, benefit and in some cases completely change your life. Wow. Awesome. All right. So here's that contact number again. This is Matt's cell phone, 801-330-2200. Find out more. You can go to the website as well, reverseourhome.com. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. We have breaking jazz news just announced on TNT. Jordan Clarkson is your sixth man of the year. Actually, on TNT, he was uh, told he was getting the award by teammate Joe Ingles, who was also a finalist. The Jazz now trail the Memphis Grizzlies one game to none in their best-of-seven playoff series after losing last night 112-109. John Morant was excellent in the fourth quarter, finished the game with 26 points. Quinn Snyder talked about how to better defend him. There's a give and take there, and we just need to do a better job, I think, defensively in a lot of areas, and that help hopefully will impact that. If we go, you know, over on a screen when we should go under, we go under on a screen when we should go over, you know, that's when you end up with those shots being, you know, too easy and warm-up shots, and there's a comfort, there's a comfort level in taking those shots. Donovan Mitchell did not play in game one. He is a go for game number two going down Wednesday night here at Vivint Arena. Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7. This update brought to you by our friends at Mountain Land Supply. What do you want? You're locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The sun was shining. I was laying in bed, wondering if she'd change it all if her hair was still red. 
It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I just mentioned it in your uh, bottom of the hour jazz update. Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year in the NBA. Here's how the voting broke down, Gordon. Jordan finished first with 65 first place votes, 26 second place votes, and four third place votes for a total of 407 points. You get five points for a first place vote, three for a second, one for a third. Joe Ingles came in second, 34 first place votes, 31 second place votes, nine third place votes for a total of 272 points. Derrick Rose third, he got one for first place, 15 seconds, 27 thirds for a total of 77 points. Other names on here um, after that was Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Montrez Harrell, Carmelo Anthony, and on and on. Ennis Cantor got five points, Gordon. He got a second place vote and two third place votes. So do you think that uh, that Jordan would uh, swap out that uh, that trophy for a win last night? No. <laughs> That's a very honest answer. All right. Well, Gordon, maybe this is a good place to say this, actually. Let's not overreact to one game in a seven-game series. It's still a pretty big deal. It's game one, though. So you think God oh, heck with it, they can absorb that and get your trophy and move forward. They could absorb a loss in game one of a seven game series, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's not get I mean, in all honesty, would you expect Jordan Clarkson to trade a six man of the year uh, <laughs> trophy for one playoff win in game one in a one eight series? You think he's got uh some money tied into that? I just there's nothing wrong with personal accolades. He's the, listen. Jordan's had a heck of a year, and he plays a, a crucial, crucial role on this team. And that was evident last night because he didn't play a very good game, <laughs> and the Jazz needed what he usually brings. Yeah, they missed that last night, particularly sure. with no Donovan Mitchell. And you know what? Jordan Clarkson will really benefit when Donovan comes back because he won't have to be the ball handler yeah, as much. Yeah. So, Although he does like to handle the ball. He does like to handle the ball, but he'll get it in the the flow of the offense as opposed to bringing the ball up and just going to work. Does that make any sense? So yeah, he'll, but I'm not he'll sure start I... dribbling when he's part of the blender as opposed to ISO. Uh, really? Because it seems to me like there are many times when he'll get the ball and, okay, so somebody else handled it first, but then he goes to work. Well, he can be a good ISO player, and if the play breaks down, he's somebody that you can go to. He's also become a very good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, and when he goes to the rim as part of the blender, you know, we can all picture it, right? The shot fake and the guy goes right by. He's such a creative finisher. I mean, he's really... And he's talked about how much he's had to handle the ball with Donovan and Mike Conley out. I'm not complaining. I'm saying, look, he when the ball goes in, it's just spectacular. And when it doesn't go in, then... It's better for him shoot to shoot an open shot than not to shoot it. Quinn has talked about that a thousand times. He does not want to see what he saw last night with guys hesitating to shoot open shots. You were, you know, it's too. The whole offense is predicated on getting those open looks. So if you have one and you hesitate and then you start dribbling, then the opportunity is lost. You know what do they say? Uh, they say that uh, opportunity, once opportunity is lost, it's like a uh, a sped arrow and the spoken word. Once it's gone, it's gone. 
Jordan Clarkson scored 40 points twice this year. Nothing. I got nothing for I, I was just letting that marinate. Did that require comment? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, and he once, Austin, was it 26 minutes against the Sixers? 29. Scored 40 points in 29 minutes. <laughs> With four and a half in the fourth. That should not be possible. Yeah. He can score, that's for sure. When the ball's going in. You know, that that was what was the game when he was it against Golden State when he was so bad early on in the second half he went absolutely crazy? Right. How many did he end up in that game? Forty one or yeah, something? I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of the more remarkable turnarounds I think I've ever seen. So when it's going well for him, the Jazz benefited in a major, major way. So good for him. I mean, yeah. And good for the Jazz, for them to have two guys. And Joe was competitive in that race. He was finished second. I mean, a distant second, but it finished yeah, still got how many first place votes? Thirty some. I don't have it in front of me oh. at the moment, but yeah, something yeah. like that. So that's that's a nice comment. The Jazz had two six men. Good for them. They had a great year. Coming up next. It's back, Austin. Is that the rumor? It's sponsored? <laughs> it's back. It's, it's sponsored. sponsored. You can't get rid of it. Are you kidding me? Woo. All right. Well, we're going to have to. 20 seconds of baseball. Keep an eye on the clock. Coming up next. I was told it's 90 seconds of baseball. 90 seconds of baseball? That's a, That seems like a lot of baseball. Wait, wait. How do we go from 20 to 90? Just what I was told. <laughs> did you tell yourself that? No comment. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, and 1280 The Zone. You know, that this, uh, this when they initially recorded that song, uh, they didn't know that they were recording. They were just dinking around. And uh, at the end, after they had finished, he just goes, and that's it. And that's what they put on the album. You can hear him, like, laughing all the way through it and all that stuff. Hmm. you believe that? Yes? You don't? Not sure. That sounds like maybe a device to make it sound as though it was casual, but it was really meant to be all along. I don't know. I read a biography. This was not the Dylan autobiography, but a biography that uh, talked about two original sources about the whole thing. Oh, all right. Well, maybe it's true. Uh, it is time. It is back. It's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball, brought to you by our friends at Peach Building Products. For more than 25 years, Peach Building Products has been providing superior quality windows, doors, and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today, 801-566-1255. That's 801-566-1255 for all of your window and doors needs. We've got a fancy open and everything. It is time for 20 Seconds of Baseball. Austin, hit it! And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the big show's Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. The Bees will try to make it three wins in a row tonight in Las Vegas. Coverage starts at 8 o'clock on the Zone Sports Network with Steve Klauke on the call. Mets ace Jacob deGrom is on track to return tomorrow. He's been injured since May 11th with tightness in his right side and lower back. And Rays outfielder Kevin Kiermeyer missed a week, the, sad, the weekend games when an eyelash irritated his eye during batting practice. Okay, wait, an eyelash irritated his eye? We're out of time. It's all I got for you. batting practice? 
Those eye Do they lashes. put that on the injury report? He, and by the way, you should Google it later. Kevin Kiermeyer has a long list of eyebrow, one eyebrow raising injuries to his name, where you're like, really? Is that really what went down? Give me an example. Well, an eyelash. <laughs> or uh, what was the, the other one? He had another one this season. Uh, let's see. Uh, including hurting his hand during a base running slide and injuring a wrist while attempting a diving catch. Just, you know, just weird stuff. Uh, stuff like, I keep telling people it feels like a piece of sand on the inside of my eyelid. Ooh. Every time I blink, just pressure, irritation, a scratching feeling. He slipped and fell in the shower a few years ago. <laughs> mm. So he's just wow. got a list of freak injuries. All right. No no claims of his three-year-old stabbing him in the hand, though. No, that, that was that was a basketball It was player. Bobby Williams. Yeah, it was Bobby Williams. <laughs> Again, can't you get a little more original than that? What's your name? Bobby um, uh, uh, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing next to Darren Williams. Williams! Huh. Nice job. Nice job, Austin. Almost almost stumbled there at the end. Hey, got it in. My Expos are indeed in last, but they have as many wins as the Angels do. So that's nice. When did that happen? Did my, they win last night or something? My Expos are 20 and 23. Austin's Angels are 20 and 27. So actually, my <laughs> Expos are better than Austin's no. Angels. <sighs> Winning percentage, Look, speaking. Anytime that you're behind the Mariners in the division, you've got to do something. You're having a rough year. You've got to change it up. Yeah. Hmm. How my Phil's doing? Uh, they're 23 and 24, one game below 500. Well, they dropped down. They're in that rip roar in NL East. Yeah, that that <laughs> division really stinks. Jeez. All right, let's jump out to the zone phone. We'll get to Donovan Mitchell's media availability coming up next. Stay tuned. But joining us now, our friend Matt uh, from Lone Depot. We're here talking about reverse mortgages. What's going on, Matt? Jake, you might be the first Expos fan I, I have ever met. It's my team. I won't even call them the Nationals. Been on board all the way. Wow. Brought, goes, us, brought a title home a couple years ago. It was all the ago. way back to Will, uh, Willie Montanez back in that day. <laughs> well, I, I'm, you know, I, I grew up in California, you know, with, uh, with Gordon, right? So for us, it was the Padres and the Dodgers and the, and the Angels. And... Actually, I grew up on the East Coast, but that's how I lived in California. For I lived in California. Oh. The 405's a mother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. So, who was your team? So it depended. When I was when I was young, it was probably the Angels. When I was really young. It was the Padres because my dad would take me to games when I was, you know, six, seven, and eight years old. Oh, that's and cool. I love back that. Back then, it was Steve Garvey and Tony Gwynn, and it was it was fun. Well, Matt, what should we dig into here? All right. Well, again, going to open it up to the two of you All right. um, uh, on, on questions. I've got one for you. You know, there's kind of a unique okay. market out there uh, where values are just uh, skyrocketing, right? Does that? How does that come into play? Does it make it better, worse? What? It's awesome. So when you look at the availability of cash that you can take out, so really you're looking at two different types of, uh, of reverse mortgages. You can do one on the home that you're currently in. And you're saying, you know what, I, I don't want to make my mortgage payment anymore. I've got about a 50% equity position. And, and that value that has increased over time can, can definitely help with that, right? So you've got that as, a, as, a, as an option. The second one is you're in a home right now that doesn't quite fit your needs, whether it's 
too big, too small, whatever it happens to be, and you're looking at making a move. So with increased equity, you can sell your home for more money, take more equity out of it on the sale, and then use that money to do a purchase. And we'll see, we kind of went over this, you know, a couple of hours ago, but let's kind of go through it again, because it's really exciting stuff. So if you sell your house, let's say you're able to pull $400,000 out of it, um, you could potentially um, be looking at homes in the $800,000 range and use that $400,000 to, to, to purchase that home. And again, the difference with a reverse mortgage, number one, you got to be 62 or over, okay? Um, for those of us that are not quite there yet, we're, we're waiting for it. But um, if you're 62 or older, you have the ability to jump into this program. Um, and, and think about it. If you use $400,000 to buy an $800,000 home and not have to have a principal or interest payment, that's a wonderful way to kind of spend retirement. All right. So I know you've got an exciting event coming up. Let's talk about that. I do. So uh, in June, on the 16th, we're going to be doing a, uh, a catered event um, in Sugar House. And um, just send me a text if you'd like to get on that list so we know how much food to order. But this is going to be, you know, an hour or two of Q&A, going through the program, you know, really educating you on it so that you know uh, if this fits for you or for your family. And, um, you know, as you know, I'm really, really, you know, passionate about it and would love to give you more information. So feel free to reach out. My cell phone is 801 330 and 801-330-2200. You can also find a lot of great information on my website, which is reverseourhome.com. Again, reverseourhome.com. All right. That number again, 801-330-2200, reverseourhome.com. Matt, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for being aboard today. Been a pleasure, guys. Thank you. All right. That's our friend Matt from the Lone Depot. Again, his number 801-330-2200. Donovan Mitchell's media availability is next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Eventful show today. Gordon started off with all that uh, with Coach Snyder and Donovan Mitchell media availabilities, which made some waves. Rode those waves throughout a pretty good show, I'd say. That Yeah, that was one of the better news conferences I think I've ever heard. Very candid and uh, interesting. Good questions, good answers, and informative for the listener. So, yeah, that was good. We didn't even mention Phil. Went in a major at 50. We mentioned him briefly. He did win at 50. Good for Phil. Really nothing? Get nothing out of you? Did you watch any of that? He's, did you see I, the reaction of the crowd? And they were all behind him, and he pulled through and 50 years old. Yeah, I watched some of it. It was all right. <laughs> you are disrespectful, man. How am I disrespectful? <laughs> what, are, what am I a supposed man, to be doing here? The oldest here? winner of a major of all time, and you say, it's okay. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not even going to turn to Austin on this one because who's he who, hates golf. Who's the oldest baseball player to ever win the World Series? You don't know. <laughs> yeah, but this is an individual sport. Who's the oldest tennis player to win Wimbledon? You don't know. That was Paul uh, Bettany in that movie <laughs> with Kirsten Dunst. And who's he married to? Uh, all of your reasons. <laughs> who's the Who's the oldest uh, sprinter? To uh, ever win the gold Grandpa Jones? in the 100 meters. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. Maybe me last night getting out of the rain. 
Good for did Phil. You, did you leave Whitney behind? Yep. Every, <laughs> every, every person to themselves. <laughs> it was so a gallop was, into the... It's so, good to see, so good to see Whitney again. She's she's awesome. She's she, she's a wonderful. She person. doesn't deserve me because she deserves much better. <laughs> you really believe that? I one hundred percent believe it. What is she's always happy and sunny, and I'm never that. Then why 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 did she pick you? Money. Oh, okay. She hates it. That was kind of a rude question. Well, he's the one that was insulting himself. I was just playing along. You know, when you point your finger, there's three pointing back at you. And why on earth did Lisa pick you? That's a good question too. Well, Naz turned you down initially, and then, I don't know, she had a weak moment after that. Not weak. She realized I've got a lot going for myself. Do you realize? She needed a house husband. I'm a catch, man. Do you realize our wives, what what did we do right in our lives? What did she do right? That's the question that, that, see, you're looking at this all wrong. Oh, you think you're the prize here? Yes. (laughs) Jake's like, it's a pleasure to be married to me. Hey, I'll make it happen, Captain. Oh, yeah, how? What, what so you, many what, what's ways. your strength? My strength? Uh-huh. In marital relations? It, 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 yeah, I guess. Can you say everything? You wow. can't. You can say it. Can you say it and mean it? Absolutely. Jake's Are you going home tonight or <laughs> is she out of town? What's going on She here? realizes it. Oh, she does. Oh. She does, too. That she's the lucky one. That we're both extremely fortunate. Uh, he's a nice save. But she is lucky, absolutely. Absolutely. Jake's nose just blew through the window. And I think he's getting a little scared. You you know my wife. If if she thought um that uh, that uh, the that she wasn't uh, benefiting from the relationship, do you think she would be at my house right now? <laughs> do you think she was going to up and bail I mean, after it, two does weeks? That, that sound, does she strike you as a as a woman that would uh, not Suffer do fools? something that she would want to do? <laughs> yeah. Hence my original question: Why? I told I had an answer. You didn't. I, I still don't. <laughs> yeah. My answer is, hey, I got a lot going for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Is that, that's what guys always have to think. You know, to prop up our egos. Uh-huh. Is it? Because I find, that, guys I find that most guys go with the, oh, hey, I outkicked my coverage. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> which, is, you, which just feels like um, lacking self-confidence. Have you, have you ever heard a guy say, oh, yeah, my wife, she... <laughs> she she outkicked her coverage, man. It's me. Yeah, I'm saying it now. She didn't. Oh, she pompous. <laughs> no, it's just self confidence. I know. Okay, you go ahead and live in your fairy tale world. You have a nice evening, Gordon. You Whatever too. world that is. <laughs> a very, very lucky one for me. You have to grovel your way just to get through the door. Oh, is that what that is? Being kind and wonderful Who and said that complimentary I'm not kind. Your, to and your And by wife? the way, wonderful. That is, I take it back, you do have a high opinion of yourself. <laughs> Seriously, have a good night. Just leave me a modicum, just a modicum of, of, of uh, self-esteem left. All right. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.